Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 84. I know it's my thinking, but... You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Before I dive into today's episode, I want to quickly let you know that the next six-week course of the Little School of Big Change begins March 2nd, 2020. So that's two weeks from the day that this episode is going live. The Little School of Big Change has video lessons. It has tons of support. It has amazing people from all over the world having insight, supporting each other. You see so much. It's not the only way to really wake up to who you really are and how your experience works and to find freedom from habits and anxiety. But I think it's the most fun way. I think it's the most efficient way. I think in six weeks, I know that in six weeks, you immerse in this, you make friends that you'll be friends with forever in many cases. And you see so, so much. You come out of the end of these six weeks seeing life in a really different way. So I would love to have you jump over to the littleschoolofbigchange.com and check it out. And also I've been doing a series of totally free hour-long webinars on specific topics that people find freedom from within the Little School of Big Change. So there's several topics. You can check all of those out at dramyjohnson.com slash webinars. Okay, let's get into today's episode. So this one is about that phrase that you've probably heard a hundred thousand times. I've definitely heard it that much. Maybe you've said it a few times. I know it's my thinking, but some ways it also sounds are, um, yeah, I I know all about that, (laughs) but, or, um, yeah, I, I have a, I understand what you're talking about. Like I have a, I understand it intellectually or it makes sense or it's logical, but, and typically what comes after the but is, is a bunch of ways why that's not good enough. And they're right. When someone says that, when they say, I see that it's my thinking or I get it intellectually, but, and then they say a bunch of reasons why it hasn't been helpful, they're right. You know, the just seeing that it's your thinking, whatever the heck that means, or understanding something with your intellect, it isn't helpful. They're just words. It doesn't do anything for you. So what, this comes up all the time. Um, what brought it up more recently was uh, a student of mine that I want to share a little bit about about how this came up for her. So she's a new mother, um, struggling a lot with a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, a lot of self-judgment and self-doubt and um, kind of controlling thinking around everything related to her new baby. So um, a lot of worry about the baby isn't eating this way or sleeping that way, or the baby's gassy or the baby has this issue, not you know major medical issues, just kind of stuff that babies do. Uh, she was telling us how she had to take the baby to like a doctor's appointment or something. And she was sitting in the waiting room and kind of just praying that the baby wouldn't wake up Because if the baby woke up and started crying or screaming in the middle of a public waiting room, everyone would look at her and she would feel like a horrible mother and they would all wonder what's wrong with her and why she can't keep her baby under control. So as she's sharing this, you know, I mean, 
so much compassion just kind of pours out from all over the place. So many people said, yes, I know what you mean. I felt a similar way when I was, when I was a new mother. Um, and you can see her suffering. You know, you can see how hard that is. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about her needing her baby, an infant, newborn baby, to behave in a certain way. Like, that's going to create a lot of suffering. If your happiness is dependent on the the moods of an infant, oh my gosh, like it's impossible, right? So you can you can see where a lot of this was coming from. So so we just kind of looked at it and talked through it and and I'm trying to help her see that this whole experience of needing all the answers and needing it to go a certain way and needing needing to feel like she's in control of all of this it's really just her mind talking, you know? It's really just, it's just her mind telling her these things are important. It's her body responding, her body telling her these things are important with all the anxiety and the emotions she's feeling. But could she get a bit of separation from that? Could she see that this whole story is playing out about what people will think and what it all means, what it all means about her, and that it's a story? So... We talked about it. We looked at it. Um, and at some point she said, I see it's a story, but how do I stop believing it? Isn't that a fascinating question? So if we really look at that for a minute, like, okay, I see that it's a story. And, and she did to some degree. To some degree, she could see that it was a story, you know, and again, it's not about like poking holes in the logic and all of that and saying, oh, people won't think that or so what if they think that? It's not there at all that we're looking. It's like, oh, your mind is telling you this. Your body is on board convincing you that it's the case. And can you see that that cannot be the truth of it? That that is your psychological experience in that moment, which is always changing. It says nothing about you and your future and your baby or any of that. Like how much of that can you kind of feel into? And again, she could kind of feel into some of it. And she said, I see that it's a story and how do I stop believing it? And that that just kind of stopped me, you know, because I thought about other stories we just were in my son's classroom yesterday and he did a, a him and like a group of his classmates did a um, performance around the three little pigs. So he was the third pig with the brick house. So um, I see that it's a story. Okay, I read my kids, the three little pigs. They say, I get that it's a fairy tale. I get that we aren't pigs and there aren't actually wolves walking around in the world, knocking on doors, blowing down houses. I get that it's a fairy tale, a made-up story. But how do I stop believing that the wolf is going to come knock on our door next? Like, what do you do with that? Do you know what I mean? Isn't that, isn't that interesting? All that's happening, as we see it's a story to some degree, but man, there's a lot more to see. And I... I always feel a little bit bad saying that, even though that's the truth of it, because I know what a mind will do with that. A mind will very often say, well, why can't I see more? And why am I only seeing it this much? And how come all those other people seem to see it more? And, you know, a mind will make that so personal. 
when when you say there's just more to see, which is truly the answer all the time for all of us, it's never not the answer from from every enlightenment story I've ever heard of like people who've had major enlightenment experiences, even then it's not a one-time thing. I mean, there's always more to see. It's always deepening. We're always moving around in how things look, how deeply we see who we really are and where our experience is coming from versus not versus thinking the wolf is coming to your house next. Or if your baby cries, you're a horrible mother. Like we're just moving in and out of that. We're moving from one extreme to the other all the time in our own way. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you're a human being. That's just how we work. But a mind will hear me say, for example, if you know it's a story, but you want to know how you stop believing it, I don't know that you really know it's a story as much as we want you to. So let's keep looking there. A mind could jump on that and say, well, what do you mean? What's wrong with me? So I I just think that's important to say, because again, your mind doesn't say anything different than anyone else's mind, really. Like it's, that's just what a mind would do. And it's nothing you need to believe or do anything with. But it it does bring us back to that really interesting question of like, okay, if there's anything after, I know it's a story. I see that it's a story. If there's anything after that, there's more to see. That's it. We just want to keep looking. Because if there's a but how, but okay, then then there's just always more to see. Our minds are always trying to get us somewhere. You know, and so they make up the destination. They make up our current location. They make up the destination. They make up the speed with which we should move from one place to another as if all of these are real things, you know? And there's just so much... So much like, yeah, but I want to be here, but I want to feel like that, but it should look this way, but it doesn't look this way. This is how it feels as if there's stability to all of that, you know, and it's, it's so big to just kind of keep seeing that, that how things look to us is always in motion for, and that's true for everyone, for all of us. We're always on that elevator kind of riding it from the basement to the penthouse and everybody's elevator yes goes in a slightly different has has its own boundaries you know maybe you never quite get to a basement but you have your own version of the basement maybe yours doesn't go as high as someone else's like only a mind can make all that up and compare it in any way it's just not worth anything what we know to be true of all human beings is that we're always coming in and out of seeing things more or less clearly always. I was thinking about all of the change stories that I've featured here on Changeable, like where I've had guests who talk about their story. I think every single one of them, really, I mean, really thinking about all of them, each of them, every single one of them has had this feature where the person says, oh, and then I saw this and I thought that was it. You know, I I had this insight or this thing fell away or I realized this whatever. I saw this about where my experience was coming from. I saw this about my true nature and what's there by default. And I thought I was done. And then I saw this or, and then I saw it more deeply. So it really is just, just kind of the way, the way we work. Another version of that, um, I see that it's a story, but how do I stop believing it? Is I see that it's my thinking. 
but how do I quiet my mind? And often what's happening there is someone saying, okay, I, they're, they're assuming that as soon as they see that it's their thinking, their mind is just going to fall quiet. So, so they say that in a way where like there must be some problem, you know, like, oh, I see it's my thinking, but how do I get my mind to be quiet? Like there's a piece here that you didn't teach me, you know, and, and it's the exact same question, the exact same question. I see that it's thinking. When there's anything after that, but, and how, you know, we, there's so much more to, so much more to see about, I see that it's thinking. Like, what do you see about thinking? What do you see? Do you see that you can't not stop it? That like, that it's, you can't, it's always, always, always changing. I don't think so, because if you saw that it was always changing, like what's something that's constantly changing? If if you, you know, if you saw that your thinking was was just like the weather, it wouldn't make any sense to say, oh, I see that it's my thinking, but how do I change it? it that statement makes absolutely no sense. But when we're saying that about our own experience, I see that it's my thinking, but how do I quiet my mind? Do you see that? You see how different those sound? The thinking one and quiet my mind one, to me too, it sounds like, well, that's kind of logical. <laughs> like That's a good question. The weather one, we know because we deeply see that weather always changes. So so it just feels different. It's totally different. So, So that's just another way that shows up. You know, there's so many variations of this. I see that it's my thinking, but how do I quiet my mind or how do I make it stop or how do I make it go away? And you just keep seeing what thought is when we really see any, and you know, you'll see it when you see it and then you'll lose it and then you'll get caught up and fine, just go along with the ride. That's, if we know that's going to be the case for all of us, there's no point in fighting that either. You know, but the more we see, oh, I see that this thought thing is constantly in motion. I can't hold it down if I wanted to. It's always changing on its own. It just, it just looks different. And, and I also love the but and the how. Um, as, as kind of reminders for us, as pointers back for us. So when you're saying, I get it, but. Or I see it, but how? Like, what is how? How is like, I see, I see something, but if we're asking how, we're wanting to know our role, right? Like, how do I stop it? Or what do I do? How do I handle this? Or how do I sit with my thoughts? Or whatever that sounds like, right? How, we're asking how. How is a question that puts, puts it back on us to do something. And again, when we see that it's thought, there's nothing on us to do. It has nothing to do with us. It's a force of nature. It is nature that moves through us. So it's kind of cool just to see, you know, rather than rather than beating ourselves up for like not having a deep enough insight or I should have seen it deeper. Or, I don't, there's more. Or, I you know, All my time is wasted because I'm not seeing it as, as much as I could be. No, just look at that how and that but as little reminders back to, oh no, that's right. This is super simple and depth is where I want to go, not how and bud and all of that. Another way, you know, I talk about feelings and emotion a lot as energy. And I love that just because energy, we all know that energy is inherently neutral. 
and we all have a, have a feel, and that's all we're doing here. When I talk about energy, feelings, or emotions as energy, I'm not talking about it in like some physics kind of way. You know, I'm that's not a literal thing. I mean, it, I think it is literally true, but that's not how I mean it. I just want us to have a feel for something, right? So, so oh, you know, these feelings and emotions and our experience—it's just fluctuations of energy moving through us, and. And often on the way to seeing that deeply, and sometimes once we've seen it deeply and then we kind of get get caught up again, it can look like, okay, I see that my feelings and emotions are energy, but how do I relax into them? Or how do I remember that? That's another common one. How do I remember this? Because I keep, oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I just hear that all the time. I get it. I've seen it. But how do I remember it? Because I want to hold on to it. You know, and again, not your fault, no problem here. But in that moment, when you're asking, how do I remember or how do I relax or how do I remind myself? There's just more to see about the part of the statement that came before your butt or how. <laughs> There's just more to see. Emotion is energy. Feeling is that all experience is energy. It's thought. It's a story, period. Now, when we know there's more to see, there's always more to see, that's happening on our behalf. And just by having kind of cracked the door to this, that door keeps widening. So just, I 100% promise you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are in a process of seeing more all the time. Everyone is, but you're in a real process of it because you've you've really glimpsed something. I mean, something is open and just you and it's it's like turbocharged for you relative to to someone who maybe has no interest in any of this because there's just a just an awareness of it. There's an openness to it. The crack is cracked and it's going to continue to spread. So that's so that's a thing. So that's true. That's always going on. And I think it's worth mentioning that there are different things that we do along the way. And we don't have to do anything along the way. But I remember last September, right before the fall course of the the school opened, um having some someone sent in a question for Ask Amy. And it was something along the lines of, I'm just making this up right now, but it was something along the lines of, you know, I've been immersed in this understanding for three years, something like that. I've gone to blah, blah, blah conferences. I've read blah, blah, blah books. I've um, listened to blah, blah, blah videos or podcasts, whatever. Three years, this person has been, in her words, immersed in this, and it hasn't helped me. And her conclusion was, therefore, there's something either wrong with it or me. That's the most logical conclusion I can think of, right? I mean, that's so logical. In her mind, she's been looking here for three years, read all the best books, you know, listened to all the best people, and the thing she wanted to change, whatever that, whatever the change is that she was looking for, and you know, it's it doesn't matter what it is. Just feeling a little lighter in her life, a little more peace in her life, it hasn't shown up. Therefore, either this this doesn't help people, or this isn't going to help her. And 
when we really looked at that, I had a little exchange with her because I really wanted to know more about that because that that baffles me as well. Now, my first thought, to be honest, is, well, like, let's just talk. Come talk to me because there's something because I know what this does. And there is something, there is some kind of blind spot. There is something in the way, either an expectation for how you think it should feel. You don't realize how much it's impacted you because you're expecting something in particular, you know, something else. Like if, like if you come into this conversation hoping that it's going to help you um, end an addiction and that addiction is still a part of your life, maybe 50 th- other things have changed, you know, but, but it can be really easy to miss that if you have your sights set on a very specific thing. So maybe there's that, maybe there's some kind of internal resistance. Obviously there is, right? If someone's been around this for that long and it has taken in so much, there's, there's not a problem with that person. There's definitely not a problem with the truth within all of us, which opens us up to anything. But there is something going on. And I, I honestly, I was just really curious. I wanted to know what it was and I wanted to help her get it out of the way. So I, so she didn't want to talk to me, but, um, but we did have some email exchanges and it turns out that, you know, again, she'd said she'd been to the conferences, but she sat in the back and didn't talk to anyone. So she kind of just took in the stuff, which is great. I and mean, that's incredibly helpful for a lot of people. She had read all the books. She had listened to all the stuff, but there was something going on that, that you know, it kind of like, she, it just wasn't going any deeper. And I remember telling her, like, do something different. It's, it's that simple. Like, then, then the books don't help. The books are just books. They're just words. They don't help. They don't, books in and of themselves don't do anything. Then the conferences don't help. Then you being in isolation, listening to this over and over, only in your own head, then that's not going to help. But talk to somebody. Like have a conversation. Have a conversation with someone about it. Get into some kind of group where people are talking about this and pointing in this direction. Something that shakes it up. And again, I can totally see from anyone's perspective. I've done this so many times about many, many things. There's so many things in my life that I've thrown off to the side and said, yeah, no, this one's not for me, or this isn't going to help or whatever, which which had nothing to do with that thing, maybe. And in many of those cases, for sure, it had nothing to do with that thing. And it had nothing to do with me being, you know, not being able to be helped by that thing. But something was in the way. So, this feels like it's part of this conversation in a sense because if there's a but, if there's a how, if this feels only like an intellectual understanding to you that you have, that's not your fault. That means nothing about you and it means nothing about the truth and its ability to wake you up to anything. It just means there's something in the way and the only thing that's ever in the way is some thinking that looks real to us. But but shake it up a bit, you know, like, again, talk to a friend or like, like sometimes that is the most helpful thing is to actually be not just a passive recipient of all of this, but be really engaged in it or stop doing all that stuff. That's another huge one. Stop going to all the conferences and reading all the books. If every time you go to one or read one, you walk away thinking, yep, another one that didn't help. Well, don't do that anymore. That just gives your mind more evidence you know, to bolster its case. So whatever it is, however that looks, Mix it up, do things differently, but please stay open to the to the possibility that 
it's not you and it's not the understanding. There's just more to see. (laughs) There's just more to see for literally every single one of us. And I think, I hope that that lessens the pressure a bit, you know, that takes the load off. Imagine yourself just on that elevator, that perceptual elevator of life that's always moving up and down, up and down, going from the basement to the penthouse. And we're just along for the ride. And we just get to enjoy the penthouse and in the basement, know that we're headed back up in a minute, see what we see along the way. Like when we're when we're in this in that way, that's really, really different. And we do end up seeing so much more. You know, I've been doing these weekly webinars on special topics viewed from within the new paradigm, right? Well, we're at two down, two to go. So tomorrow's webinar is on insecurity and self-doubt. If the term inner critic means something to you, you'll want to join this free 60-minute webinar to see that there actually is no inner critic. You're going to see this in a totally different way. So you can register for that February 25th webinar at drimejohnson.com slash webinars. And next week is the final one. It's on March 3rd. And it's on all of those over habits, what I call the over habits, overing. We'll specifically cover over drinking, over spending, over interneting. That's a word. I made it up, but I'm calling it official. And pretty much anything you're doing that you don't want to do, all that over stuff, over avoiding is what they all come down to. So you're going to see that and all of these overing habits and a really new, clear way that's going to have them looking totally different to you. So again, that one is on March 3rd and you can register at the same page, drimejohnson.com slash webinars. 